Welcome to the Church Leadership Podcast, your weekly source for encouraging and equipping local church leaders with your hosts, Mark Ganey and Andy Frazier. In each episode, Andy and Mark sit down with church leaders that you should know. We believe these honest conversations will be helpful and encouraging to you as you lead the local church. Here is this week's episode. Welcome to today's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. We're so glad you've joined us for today's conversation. And our mission here at the podcast is to encourage and equip you to lead in the local church. And we believe today's conversation is going to help you do just that. Before we get to the conversation, though, I want to remind you of a couple of things. Make sure you subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. If you're listening on your favorite podcast listening app, go to subscribe. We don't want you to miss a single episode. And uh, we, we believe every one of them is important. And every conversation is one uh, you need to hear. And every leader that we talk to is one that you will want to hear from. And uh, we encourage you to rate our podcast too. You can go over to ratethispodcast.com slash CLP. That stands for Church Leadership Podcast. And that helps us get the word out about the podcast. And uh, listen, we want to hear from you too. You can, uh, you can email us at any point, contact at churchleadershippodcast.com. We want to hear uh, from you what you think, your feedback, uh, questions you have after listening to an episode, or or uh, maybe some ideas, some people that you would like us to include on the podcast. We'd love to hear any feedback you have. It helps us improve each and every episode. And now here is today's conversation. Thank you for joining us this week on the podcast. We are delighted to have with us this week, Ron Edmondson. Uh, Ron lives in the Nashville area, and he is a pastor, a author, a speaker, a consultant, uh, a man podcaster. of hats. Yeah, podcaster, fellow podcaster. So we are so glad, Ron, that you've taken time to join us on the podcast this week. We are so looking forward to our conversation today. Thanks. I appreciate you having me. You forgot to say grandpa. Grandpa, okay. I'm a grandpa. To, I'm a grandpa to um, to three granddaughters, and uh, we raised two boys, so we're loving the granddaughters. But yeah, that may be your most important title, quite honestly. Well, as we're recording this, my uh, granddaughter in Seattle is one year old. Oh, oh wow. happy birthday yeah, today! Awesome. That's right. That's pretty cool. Well, I was I was first introduced um, to you, Ron, when I read your book about I guess four years ago. Uh, when it came out, Mythical Leader, and uh, some things. You and my mom loved it. <laughs> I mean, they, I, my mom did love it. I mean, oh, yeah, she really did. She said it was really helpful in the assisted living facility where she lives. I mean, seriously, she, she said it helps me relate to people. And That's I'm like, awesome. moms That's are awesome. great. Well, it was it was a great read, a great book, and um, I mean, I think I even tweeted through it as I read it. But um, you know. I want to I want to dive into some of that, but really um, talk a little bit about kind of what you're doing now with churches and, and uh, your story and how God got you to where you are. Well, my story is longer than the podcast, um, <laughs> but I, I was in the business world till I was 38 and uh, own, business owner and served in elected office, did a lot of different things, was active in the church um, from the I mean, I taught Sunday school, deacon, that sort of thing, but I was, I was more active in the community and in the business world uh, that consumed most of my time. And then, you know, God uh, just has a, uh, a way of getting your attention, you know, and he did. And, and I surrendered to the vocational ministry and have almost 20 years now. And mm-hmm. so uh, I've, in that time, we have 
been blessed to work with a lot of different churches, but we've specifically um, worked with three churches in church revitalization and two churches in, in church plants. And so a little different, you know, uh, unique in that uh, I like to say I can't keep a job, but it's really the Lord has used us in seasonal type things. And uh, it's not been planned. It's just been kind of how it's turned out. And so, uh, you know, we get a church to where it's supposed to be and then we go do something else and mm-hmm. uh and then spend a season uh just uh in in working with leadership network which was also somewhat of a revitalization kind of uh, redirection kind of thing and and um and then about um the pandemic changed a lot of things taught yeah. me that i really love being back in the local church and and uh, so um, agreed to come to Brentwood Baptist. My friend Mike Glenn is here and has been here 30 years, uh, 30 years this year. And I'm helping him in this season. I, I want to help him finish well, whatever that looks like. And he, he may be here 10 more years or he may be here too. I don't know. But we're going to uh, have some fun together while, we, while we're here. So getting to do ministry with a friend, that's actually a pretty cool opportunity. It's the first time in my career I've not been the senior leader, mm. and uh, but here we are. And I, I just tell our staff, hey, look, I'm a man under authority. I don't know. I'm just doing what I'm told. There you go. Well, there's something about that. I mean, uh, I, I, don't, I don't believe God really blesses our positions of authority unless we're willing to submit to authority. And a lot yeah. of people don't, don't understand that. And that's, you know, I think that's what you and Mark and I were even talking about prior to the podcast beginning is the authority and position and leadership and, and strategy and all those things. A lot of us learn principles and, and try to practice some things. And then COVID happened and it's almost like, it, it swept our feet out from under us. And some people are having to regain their legs and, and learn yeah. how to lead again. And a lot of what you've, you've done over time is really helped leaders. So tell us a little bit about how COVID has changed and how we need to really either relearn or adapt to being leaders in, in this position we are of, of dealing with the pandemic, having gone through it and now, now trying to come out of it for, for the better. Well, hopefully it's, it, it, hopefully we learn lessons through the hard times. Some do, some don't. I mean, that's just quite honest, uh, being quite honest about people. I mean, you work with people all the time and, and some people continue to make the same mistakes over and over and over again, but hopefully we go through a hard season and we learn valuable principles that can help us in the next season. Uh, and we're better for the next crisis when it comes along. But, you know, if anything has we've learned out of, out of COVID. Uh, and I said those first remarks to see, I'm, I'm, it's, it's amazing me how amazing to me as our state begins to reopen, uh, Nashville's a little slower than, than the rest of the state, but as our state begins to reopen, it's amazing to me to see how many people are rushing back to their old lifestyles, mm. you know? It be, so it, it was, um, you know, a year ago, we would have said, man, I'm, stuck at home. Um, I'm not able to do anything, but I don't, I want to, I did a series this time last year. I'll never forget. Um, because at that point we thought we'd be coming out of COVID in the summer, you know, uh, this is the early May when we're recording this and, and, uh, we thought summer 2020, Hey, we'd come out of this and it, and it didn't happen that way. But, uh, so I did a series, uh, and I think it was called uncluttered talking about let's not 
uh, clutter our lives back up. Let's rebuild carefully so that we, we, uh, you know, scripture says, be careful how we use our time. And, um, and, and so I did, did that series and now I'm seeing people cluttered again. You know, I, I mean, I, I talked to a young family the other day, well, we don't have time for anything because we're on every, our kids are in four sports and they're, you know, each and they're, you know, it's just crazy. Yeah. It should have taught us and hopefully some will learn, some won't, that we can't do everything. We can't be everywhere. We can't be all, all things to all people, you know, as God can. Uh, we, uh, and so, you know, some of the things we've learned, uh, we should get back to the basics, uh, manage your time. Well, set your priorities, work on the things that matter most, say no to things that, that are distractions that get in the way, prioritize your life, you know? And, um, and so relationships matter, you know, um, uh, buildings are are great to have, but if you're not using them for purposes that have kingdom purpose all the time, you know, so those are the, just some very basic things I think we should be learning at coming out of, of, of COVID. You know, um, I'm actually out of town today, so I'm, I'm in a remote location as we record this. And as I was driving today, I was listening to a podcast and thinking about things. And it, I was thinking about those things you just mentioned and, um, you know, I, I like to think I've got it all together and I've, I, I know what's going on, but I don't. And, and I began to observe, it's good to have time on the road where you think, and I began to think, you know what, I'm feeling the pressures of uh, pressures, honestly, that, that aren't even there that I'm making up. So I'm, I'm making up pressure in my own mind that, that I, thoughts maybe that somebody doesn't have that I think they have and those kind of things. And so I realized I put a lot of stress on, on myself and and it's one of those myths that you mentioned in your book that, that I feed into often. And that is, I need to, I need to control more things. Mm-hmm. If I just have a little bit more control, I can accomplish more. And then, then I'll be where I need to be, which is insanely wrong. Right. And uh, so I began thinking about that. Talk maybe how you've, you've experienced, or even you've seen uh, as you coach and consult other churches and leaders that, it's kind of a common thing, I think, among senior leaders sometimes, especially coming out of COVID. What what have you seen the pressures create? You know, what kind of problems have you seen pressures of COVID create in churches? Well, if, if any pastor uh, felt like they could figure this one out on their own, you know, uh, um, man. And, and I have, sadly, a number of pastor friends who are not coming out of COVID as pastors. Mm. I mean, they, they've left the ministry. Um, and, and I'm not saying that was directly related to the pandemic, but some of it was. Uh, and some of that is false expectations. The church places on them. Some of it's just um, today may be one of the few days I've had in a while where I don't have, I don't think I have a mask in my pocket right now, but uh, you know, talk, if you were, um, you know, the mask, you know, thing, every pastor struggled with uh, both sides of the equation and heard from so many different uh, polls. Um, so to, to believe that you would be able to manage through this crisis or any crisis and control all, Hey, I got to control the, the, um, the conversation. I got to control what is just ludicrous. Now I'm thankful 
the one thing I've learned, I'm 57. And the one thing I've learned at 57 is I don't know very much. <laughs> and, uh, and I've got no good ideas on my own and that I'm, I'm better with people around me. And so as soon as the pandemic started, you know, I was, again, I was leading in another church, but I quickly called together at some, some wise people and said, let's go through this together. You know, let's, um, and you know, that should just be a, an example of what we should do every day. We're about to, uh, yeah. just about to bring a new pastor on our staff here. And I'm super excited about it. He's, uh, he's coming from a, uh, he's leaving as a senior pastor coming into a, a pastoral role here. And, and I think he's going to do a phenomenal job. And I was thinking as we had him before our, our uh, leadership last night, just uh, getting to know him, um, I was, I was sitting there thinking, man, this guy's better than I am. And this guy could have, this guy could do my job better than me. You know, I, those natural things going on in my, in my mind, I'm like, this guy, they're going to like this guy. They may like this guy better than they like me, you know? And, but that's okay. We should surround ourselves with those type of people. And, uh, the more I trust my team and empower my team, the better I am. Uh, the, the, the better my leadership is in the long run. And if uh, I can try to hold on to that and I'll be found out to be, you know, I, I can't hold it all together, but mm-hmm. the more I can give that away and entrust it to other people. Um, and, and I would even, I even say it like this. If I, if I think I could hit a 10 uh, and maybe I can probably not in many areas, but if I could hit a nine or a 10, if I can entrust it to some people who can, maybe they only hit sixes or sevens because it's they're they're still learning. The collective value of that over is is you can get a lot more done with a lot of six sevens and eights uh, than you can with one nine or ten. And so, um, point. Uh, and and more than likely they're going to surprise me and hit nines or tens, and and uh, especially as they continue to learn and grow. And God is glorified in their six and seven. Uh, because he shines even brighter. Absolutely. That's exactly Amen. right. Amen. Well, I, I I think everybody who's watching or listening, they're already nodding like, yep, that's me. You know, you're reading my mail. You know what I'm going through. You know what I'm experiencing. And there's a lot that we've learned that's been positive through this past sure. 14, 16 months that we've gone through what we've gone through. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of needed change has taken place. A lot of, uh, maybe getting rid of some things we didn't need to be yeah. doing before and doing some things we knew we needed to be, to be doing, but leading people obviously is, is the goal. It's like you mentioned earlier, it's not about buildings. It's about relationships. It's very important for us to see that. And one of your myths is that we can't lead everybody the same. If we're prone mm-hmm. to think that we lead everybody the same way, then we're probably not being a, a healthy, effective leader. And that has been obvious during COVID. And we have seen uh, leadership flourish. I know I've seen some guys who, who probably had some struggles in certain areas who really, you know, they, the crucible kind of brought out the best in them to, to lead their people because you got, you know, senior adults who are, uh, in, in one category, you got young families who are another category, you got, you know, vaxxer, vaxxers and anti-vaxxers <laughs> and face mask wearers and non-face mask wearers and those who want to gather and those who don't. So, you, you definitely have identified because of this by default p- that we have to lead people differently. Sure. What are some positive things that you have seen 
uh, during the last 14 or 16 months where you've seen leaders really step up and learn and grow? You know, I, I think I would, uh, we've got a couple of people on this team and it's, I'm in a unique season in that I pastored a church partway through the pandemic. And then I came here and they were well into the pandemic, you know, and, and, and well in the process of getting things done. But I, so I go back a little ways into the beginning of the pandemic when I was serving as, um, and it was a transitional pastor role, trying to help the church re- kind of recover and, and redirect. And um, they, what I discovered is there were people sitting there because we, we were in such a, a desperate need at that point. I mean, this was a church that didn't have a huge online presence. And, and you know, without online, you had no church, you know, for a while. And, and so um, one of the things I discovered is there were people sitting there that had the talents and the abilities to take us somewhere online. And what we had to do was peel back the layer there that the, the lid that had been placed on them. A lot of people just need permission to do something. They just need permission to lead. And when we give them that permission, they'll run with it. And so um, it, it allowed us to discover some hidden talents that we just had not taken advantage of, which has been huge. The other thing coming into this world that I'm in now, uh, I realized we had, we had a ton of leaders. I mean, we've got a, this large church. We've got a lot of good leaders, but what, we, what, um, uh, what it has uncovered for me here is similar principle. It's not that things are not getting done. This is getting done. I could not show up. The church keeps going forward every day. But what I've been able to do in the short time of here is even in that, when everything is getting done, there are hidden talents and hidden uh, treasures of people below that, Mm. that for whatever reason have not been discovered. And so I've been able to discover some of them because what what the pandemic has allowed us to do is make change happen faster. And we've been able to go after some things that, that perhaps we, we, we've ignored before or not thought we had the margin to do. Mm. And, uh, and, and a lot of that is just discovering people's interests and, and abilities and unleashing them, delegating again, empowering them uh, to run with it. So um, because people have had more time on their hands in some mm. cases, you know. Uh, because all the other programs weren't happening. I think that's a great point, the opportunity. And um, because we we talk about a lot, Andy and I, and and with a lot of our guests too, you know, there there obviously have been a lot of struggles and a lot of challenges and, and heartache and and tragedy during the last, you know, year and a half. But man, what an incredible opportunity at the rate of change has rapidly increased you know, windows of opportunity have been opened, all that stuff. And I think that's exactly right. So I feel like our time is, is flying by and I feel like we're just hitting the tip of the iceberg, but you mentioned something I kind of want to close on in our conversation. Um, you know, there, maybe there's somebody's watching today or somebody's listening that is exactly like one of the folks that, you know, in ministry, they're ready to, to hang it up. You know, they're ready to call it quits. They're like, I'm done. Maybe they've been in ministry a long time. And maybe it's because they maybe even kind of like where you are, you know, they've got this structure that they've built for years in ministry and it's worked and God has given them fruit because of it. But COVID just completely destroyed it. 
and you know the structures that were in place before don't work now and and the the you know the, all the methods and the programs and all this stuff that they've got going on are just you know kind of obsolete in a sense or at least they're not working the way they used to work and and they're discouraged and you know they don't really know where to turn they're like oh, the way i used to lead doesn't work so how would you encourage them um today if if they were in your office right now how would you encourage them uh in in the road ahead in ministry i, I would say quit i mean just 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 go ahead and quit you know no i wouldn't say that i, I i'm <laughs> totally joking i would not say quit uh if i knew him probably well won't enough. make the show notes <laughs> <laughs> just quit just quit just no. quit um maybe it is maybe quit is the word they need to hear though um maybe it's to quit comparing themselves to somebody else or maybe it's to to uh, quit believing that uh, the way you're do you always done things is going to be the way you need to do it in the future but but i think what i would say is number one protect your soul above all else protect your soul it's more important than what you do it, it more important than what you do is is who you are and who you are to your family and who you are to the, those closest to you so protect your soul and if you're and really protect yourself from, um, you know, burnout, depression, those sort of things, get help if you need it. So, you know, protect yourself first. But then I would say maybe it's time to step back and evaluate your calling. Mm. You know, what is your calling? Is it to build a big church? Is it to make the programs, fill the programs? Is it to to see the numbers go up on Sunday morning? Is it to build a budget? I mean, what is your calling? Because something tells me we were all called to something different than that. We were called first to a relationship and we were called to build relationships, make disciples. Amen. Uh, early, early in my uh, career as a, a vocational career as a pastor, uh, we were planting a church and it was hard and, and, um, and it was hard a lot of times because some of the other churches didn't like us planting churches, you know, just to be candid. And the, uh, you're kind of living in the Bible Belt, so you understand that. Outside yeah. the Bible Belt, probably don't as much. But uh, it, so it was hard. And a wise pastor uh, pulled me aside and said, Ron, you're, um, one, you're measuring the wrong things. And this was way before the pandemic was even thought of. Mm -hmm. You're measuring the wrong things, and you're seeking your affirmation in the wrong places. Mm. And he said, um, seek your affirmation among the people God sent you to minister to, because mm. something tells me the people you're reaching with that plant, they need what God is, is shaping in your heart. Man. And so whenever I get really discouraged, whenever I get really frustrated with bureaucracy of church or church people, you know, Saturday night live had it right with the church lady, you know, it's, uh, those people are, are there, they're real, you know, they, they use all caps awesome. in their emails and they, um, uh, they're always louder than the supporters. And I don't understand that. Uh, God's going to have to help me with that one. When we get home someday, you know, God, why are the complainers so loud, much louder than the supporters. Uh, and Elijah knew that in first Kings 19, didn't he? Mm -hmm. So whenever I'm in those days, I, you know, I'm going to go to the coffee shop and meet somebody and hang out for a while. I, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the grocery store and be kind to people and, and see if I can make a relationship because that's what God called me to. And so I want to get back to remembering the vision of, of what he's called. Yeah, I, I love organizations. I love building organizations. I love growth. I love all that. 
Um, but that's not what it's about. Uh, at the end of the day, I got a one-year-old granddaughter. She's more important than any church member that I'm going to run into today. Amen. So that's awesome. Absolutely. Ron, what you had to, to, to talk to us about today was, was great. I mean, it was needed. I needed to hear, uh, some of the things we talked about today and go back and meditate on them and think about it. If somebody wanted to find more about what what you're talking about and what you do, what would be a good good place for us to link in the show notes uh, for for them to find out about how, how easy, God uses you? Yeah, the easiest thing is just to, uh, my name, Ron Edmondson. I've branded everything that way, uh, two D's in Edmondson, but you can find it easily. So RonEdmondson.com on Twitter, I'm Ron Edmondson, Instagram, Ron Edmondson, Facebook, Ron Edmondson. It's pretty easy. Okay, we'll make sure and put those in the show notes. And we are, man, we are delighted to have had the conversation we've enjoyed today. And I feel like, I feel like we're going to have to have another conversation with you, Ron. <laughs> this is just, I feel like just like Mark said, the tip of the iceberg, we have a lot more. I think we want to pick your brain and talk with you about. So sure. thank Anytime. you so much for joining us on the podcast today. All right. Blessings to you. Yep. Well, we know those uh, watching and listening have been encouraged and equipped to lead in their church. So uh, again, we thank you and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and even review our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. 